it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm looking right here. And I realize, you know, I, I could be sitting here talking about Lizzo. Maybe I'll start the Lizzo diet. Nah, that sounds bananas. Um, that's not important right now. You know, like I've, I've, I've told you, in a summer where you might be, you know, with no election taking place, Congress is out, you start to look for other things to, to talk about. There's always something, right? If you do talk radio, you should be able to talk about whatever's, whatever's going on in the world. Now, I will say something. 25, 30 years ago, there was more general talk. But in this era between Sirius XM and podcasting and streaming, you'll find that even though there are general topics, we have become more niche than ever before. So what I openly admit what I do is niche. I'm not sitting here you know, telling my life stories, giving you recipes, doing movie reviews. Yes, we, we pepper that stuff in. So the, the program is not just you know, single-minded. But for lack of a better way, it kind of is single-minded. We, 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 talk about, we talk about the government. News talk, right? We talk about the government from a conservative perspective. That's, that's what I do. That's what you tune in for, I assume. But this summer has been chock full of things to talk about that leave us little time to spend on Lizzo. We Yes, we had Alex Clark on the Barbie movie and, you know, that sort of thing. But we're not without, we're not without stuff to talk about. Now, Representative Dan Goldman, who's kind of the Adam Schiff of Eric Swalwell's. He he is he is positioning himself as the most prolific, most reliable shill for for Joe Biden. This guy's a halfwit, and he is the heir to the Levi Strauss fortune. You know, I would love I would love for somebody to ask. Um, and it's not illegal to produce your products overseas. I would I wouldn't assert that. But I wonder how much money is in his bank account from the near destruction of the brand Levi Strauss. But that's a separate, separate, separate thing. He says publicly, and Democrat media is taking his word for it, that Devin Archer didn't really tell us anything of any significant value. I'm looking right here at the transcript. I'm moving my monitor closer. I mean, just my microphone. And it is Goldman questioning Archer. And a screenshot of this has been going around. I'm not the first to see it and certainly not the first to talk about it. But Archer tells in plain English that Joe Biden was essentially like the heavy, a a mob heavy, that he could be called upon 
to flex his muscles when need be. And this is something Goldman doesn't seem to understand. Speaking of the brand, Goldman says, you're talking about Hunter when he was on the board. Archer says, right, and that's why I think why Goldman interrupts. And so, and Archer says, it was it was able to survive for as long as it did, Goldman interrupts, because of additional capital. Archer says, because of the brand. Because of the brand. Well, I don't understand, Goldman says. How does that have an impact? Archer says, well... The capabilities to navigate D.C. that they were able to, you know, basically be in the news cycle. And I think that preserved them from, you know, from a longevity standpoint. That's like my honest. That's what I really that's what I think holistically. Goldman says, but how would that work? Archer says, because people would have been intimidated with them. In what way? Archer, legally. Goldman, uh uh-huh. We know exactly what happened. This is not hard to understand. When I sit behind this microphone, I, I, and I, I understand there's a portion of this audience that listens to the program because they hate my guts. And truth be told, I don't hate anybody back. You can hate me all you want. I don't hate you back. As a matter of fact, if I met a hater, I'd probably offer to buy them a beer. That's the kind of person I am. I don't take this business personally. If I did, I would have eaten a bullet a long time ago. So there are people that listen, no matter what I say, if I say child pornography is bad, they're going to argue with me. I'm telling you, there are people out there that if I say child pornography is bad, they're going to argue with me because I'm the one saying it. Now, inherently, they know child pornography is bad, but they will never allow themselves to be on the same side as me, no matter what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, I could come out and say gang rape is bad, and they would still argue because they can't say, well, you know, Andrew, you're right about that. Oh, Because saying the phrase, Andrew, you're right about that, is something that would make them throw up before they could utter those words. When I sit behind this microphone, I say, you know more about the law than Jack Smith. I'm not saying that. I don't, I don't need to be shocking. I'm long past the days where I was a late night rock DJ trying to tough it out in a tough day part in a small market doing what I had to do to get people to listen to the radio station. I'm long beyond that. I don't have to say things for shock value. As a matter of as a matter of fact, sometimes just telling the truth is more shocking. Right? We've, we've learned this and we, we've evolved. It, disinformation, misinformation, malinformation. Information that's true but inconvenient, that is that in of itself is shocking. The Democrats are playing the game of malinformation. They know this is not hard to understand. You know, at one point during Tucker Carlson's interview with Archer, I found this interesting. And Tucker doesn't need me to play his clips. He asks Archer, has Hunter Biden in the 10 years that you worked with him ever expressed interest in art or painting? And Archer says, no, this was quite surprising. Now, can people take on hobbies, uh, have career changes later in life? Of, Of course they can. 
But what what is one one of the biggest ways you can launder money is through book sales. Okay, we we see this with Sonia Sotomayor. Her books are sold not because people actually want to read them. They are a requisite to get her to speak at events. Now, maybe some of the people do read their books. We saw that with the mayor of Baltimore. She wrote a book, and the government, the education department, bought like thousands of copies, not because anybody wanted to read them. Well, art is, you know, it's funny. Art is a way rich people bury money, evade taxes, and launder money. So if Hunter Biden starts finger painting, it doesn't really matter if his art is any good. Has has anyone displayed? I mean, I, I have not seen it. I have not seen any gallery. Hunter Biden is allegedly this, this grand artist, and yet no galleries are displaying his art. Why not? If his art is worth $500,000, you'd think some galleries would be interested in that. But they're not. Why? If he's such an amazing artist, why is there no market in galleries or museums or festivals? You know, the Art and Wine Festival, blah, 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 featuring Hunter Biden. No one's responding to his art. So people are exchanging $500,000 for something absolutely worthless and meaningless for what reason? Because that buys an hour, two hours, a dinner with Hunter Biden where you can get on the phone with Joe Biden. Now, there are pictures circulating of Joe Biden with some of these oligarchs that were seeking his his attention. He said he never, ever, 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 ever discussed business with his son. Now, I'm not Jack Smith, so I'm not going to say that Joe Biden should be charged with a crime. Politicians make things up. But the lie is not just a campaign lie. It is not a politician questioning the outcome of elections or flubbing their, you know, a, a story about their best high school football game or whatever. Doesn't matter what Joe Biden's been saying. Doesn't matter what Joe Biden even said during the debate. I mean, it does corroborate certain things, but that's not the issue. The issue here is Hunter Biden's own business partners, Devin Archer and Tony Bobolinsky, have laid out how this works. Again, a short history. Victoria Newland and Jeffrey Pyatt were dispatched by the Obama-Biden administration to meddle in the election in Ukraine for the purpose of pushing out Yanukovych, the pro-Russian president. Zochevsky was pro-Russian, is pro-Russian. The IMF, according to Hunter Biden's own email, Burisma was going to undercut Russian oil and natural gas taking a loss. To prop up Ukraine, the IMF was going to aid Burisma. When the new administration came in, Poroshenko, they got wise to money laundering 
and tax evasion. Say, well, why were they investing in oil and natural gas company? Were they violating leases? No. The pro-Russian CEO, who had been the minister of natural resources for Ukraine, was pushed out of that job and went back to the oil industry. He was also a deputy minister of defense, I believe, at one point. So they started looking into it. Zolchevsky knew he was in trouble. He needed heavyweight help. In comes Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden gets on the board of directors with no experience in any area or any avenue of Burisma's business model but for the politics. This is what Devin Archer is telling us. This is what Bob is telling us. We could read the emails from the laptop. Hunter Biden openly speaks about how he could affect the politics. Joe Biden told us, told us that the newly installed government that was installed by Obama and Biden, Newland and Pyatt, why would Joe Biden want to remove a state prosecutor who came in to fight corruption in Ukraine? Now, according to Biden, it's because Viktor Shokin himself was corrupt. But you had just installed this government. You just installed this government. This man was representing the new Poroshenko government looking into tax evasion. Something that Democrats tell us is the ultimate sin amongst rich people. Cheating the government. Hunter Biden was paid millions of dollars to get his father to flex his muscles, to call off the investigation. This is not hard to understand. It is not hard. It's not difficult. It's not even slightly nuanced. Biden was the heavy. You don't look into my business. You don't look into my son's business. If you do, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars in foreign aid. That's it. Hunter Biden... Archer says he gets on the phone like the heavy in a mob movie. That's actually in his transcript. And you heard him. To Poroshenko and Yatsenyuk. If you don't fire this guy, I'm withholding the foreign aid. So they fired him, thus ending the investigation into Burisma. There's no conspiracies here. There's nothing to make up. It's pretty basic. They were in trouble. Obama and Biden just installed the government. The pro-Russian CEO needed a bailout. He paid Hunter Biden millions of dollars, and he got his investigation shut down. Not hard to understand. In that instant, instance, the office of the vice president was for sale. That is called bribery. The vice president, through his son, was bribed to take action against the government they just installed in Ukraine. There. Not hard. Not hard at all. I don't need a former State Department this, a former intelligence officer that, or a former prosecutor this, or a former congressman that. We don't need those people to explain this. It's, It's nice. I like having conversations. But it's not hard to understand. 
It's kind of like when you read the 45-page indictment. Some of these legal analysts would have would have you convinced that you, a regular non-lawyer person, I don't know, are there any lawyers listening? If there are, great. I'm not a lawyer. I read the indictment. Here's a simple question that you don't have to have any legal experience to understand. They say Donald Trump orchestrated an insurrection, an attempt to overthrow the government, yet he's not charged under that very statute. Why? If, if, the, if the common wisdom in Washington, D.C., that what took place on January 6th was an organized attempt to overthrow the government of which Donald Trump was the president of in order to stay in power, then why is he not charged with the relevant statute? It makes no sense. He's, a, he's charged with defrauding the government, obstructing a government process, and affecting the votes of other citizens. USC 371, 18 USC 371, 1512, and 241 none of which have anything to do with insurrection or rebellion or even violence. It's not hard to understand. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.